Hey there, my name is Ben Ramos, and you are listening to the Rise Church Podcast. We are a church in southeastern Idaho that is dedicated to sound biblical theology, coupled with the authentic power of God. Our true hope is that this podcast would help you to continue to grow and taking steps in your relationship with Jesus. I hope you feel empowered today. I hope you feel encouraged today, and I hope you feel uplifted. God bless you. Enjoy the podcast. What a powerful time. What an incredible time in the presence of God. This is special. You guys recognize that, yeah? This is special. God's doing something special in these days. God's doing something special here in Idaho Falls. God's doing something special in, in our lives. And I think it's just so important that we, we pay attention to that. One of the ways that we steward this special move of God and uh, we continue to cry out for more, but one of, the, one of the ways that we steward this is by living the way that Jesus has called us to live and growing the way that he's instructed us to grow. And so we've been in this series entitled, Help Them Eat! Help Them Eat. Uh, it's a series on, on discipleship, and we've kind of been in and out of it, and I feel like uh, the Lord's calling us to to wrap this series up because he's got more uh, to speak on it, and I've just been thinking through, like, what are the real important things that we get? And I just want to, I want to be super practical, if that's okay, because I think as Christians, we, we hear this word discipleship a lot. Have you guys heard the word discipleship a lot? Some of us have no idea what it actually looks like and what it would look like for us to actually step into that and ensure that I am a disciple of Jesus, like the Bible says that we should be. And so uh, I, wanna, I wanna go there today, um, but I wanna cover, recover just a couple of things in case anybody has missed any of them. The first is this, if you've given your life to Jesus, you are committed to discipleship. That's a part of the lordship of Jesus Christ, that you would be a disciple, that you would be his disciple. How do do I know that? I I look back at the last directions that he gave to the disciples in in the Great Commission, and it says in Matthew 28, 18, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I like this part, I am with you always. And as I, as I think about this, I'm like, wow, that's a, that's a big task. It seems like a big task that not only am I supposed to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, but I am supposed to make disciples of Jesus Christ. It's not supposed to end with me. Does that seem big to anybody else? That seems kind of, kind of big to me, but I, I read some, something really special. Um, I, I was just reading this yesterday. It's out of uh, Francis Frangipan's book, Holiness, Truth, and the Presence of God. And let me, just, let me just read this to you. As the kingdom of God opens before our souls... It always seems more than we can bear and beyond our means to attain it. Such is truth to our perception. But truth 
does not stand alone in the kingdom of God. The height of God's truth is balanced by the depth of his grace. As it is written in John 1.17, grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. Although the Holy Spirit's purpose is to guide us into all truth in John 16.13, it is grace that supports our every step. Someone needs to hear that this morning. And maybe it's in the context of discipleship or maybe not. But if God has called you into it, he's going to put a grace on your life to see it fulfilled and to see it sustained. Now, let's put some teeth on that. God, what does that mean? What does that mean to the people here listening? That means there's a grace on your life for the relationship that God has called you to be in, that friendship or that deep, intimate relationship, and you're finding difficulty. I don't know who this is for. You're finding difficulty in sustaining that, that relationship, and if God has placed you there, he's going to give you the grace to sustain it. He's going to give you the grace. Maybe that grace looks like patience. Yeah, there should be a couple like, amens, give me some of that. I need some of that patience. Give me, 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 Maybe some of that grace was a treatment that God's called you to walk through, and it's difficult as you're walking through it. And God's saying, this is what I've called you to, and I'm going to give you the grace to walk it out. Did I home? We've got the grace of God here along with the truth. So anything that he's calling us to, he's going to give us the, the power to actually see it come to pass. And so that's the whole concept here in, in discipleship. We know the goals of discipleship are to know, to grow, and to show. To know, to grow, and, and to show. And you know, one of the graces of God that he's given us to actually sustain this call to discipleship in our lives and actually bring, like, I'm literally talking about transforming the environment here in Southeast Idaho and everywhere that we go to actually see it, see it changed. People who have, who have had lifelong illnesses and, and lifelong, like, demeanors and lifelong attitudes I'm talking about that being shifted. How do, how, do, how do we do that? Well, Jesus said to his disciples in Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I'm gonna empower you to do it. By your Holy Spirit, I'm going to empower you to do it. And that word for, for power there, how many of you had heard this, is dunamis. Like dynamite. We like the dynamite part, yeah? Because it's explosive. Right? It's explosive. We, we like that. But the, art, the other part of it is it's, it's also sustaining. Because it's, it's meant to carry out this great commission to the ends of the earth. That's pretty cool. 
And so we've, we've got to have the Holy Spirit empowering us and leading us, and we've got to be aware of the Holy Spirit. There was a song that we used to sing uh, that said something along those lines of, help me be more aware of what you're doing. It's not that the Holy Spirit isn't working as much as he does in other countries, other places. Other... I think a big part of it is that we're, we're often just missing it. What if we paid more attention to what God was doing? So let's, let's pay attention, but as we continue on and wrap up this conversation on, on discipleship, here's, here's where I want to go. Let's go to Matthew, and I just want to lay out the, the practicals. How do I be a disciple, and really, what does this look like? Okay, and, and again, getting this as tangible as I can, and I'm going to ask you to process as we're walking through it, am I doing these things? Am I being a disciple of Jesus Christ? And really, really take this to heart. And so as we walk through Matthew, we get to Matthew chapter uh, 4. And one of the first things that we notice about discipleship is that there's always an invitation into it. Always an invitation into it. Matthew 4.18 through 22 says, While walking by the Sea of Galilee, Jesus saw two brothers, Simon, who's called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately, they left their nets, and they followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them, immediately they left the boat and their father and followed, and they followed him. Is that me? Am I just like popping? Someone say, you're popping, pastor. Trying to distract. All right, we're just going to move past. If I need to move to a different mic, would you just let me know? And then we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. So Jesus clearly gives an invite Pay attention as, as you are being disciple-led, discipled, and as you are discipling others, where are those invites? Identify, identify those, those invites. I remember when I gave my life to Jesus, um, right as I was water baptized and came out, someone zeroed in on me and said, I want you a part of my life. I want you to walk with me. And, and so... Here's practically how it started. Hey, you want to grab a cup of coffee? Hey, you want, you want to go grab a meal? It's getting to know each other. There's, there's an invitation into relationship. And then there was an invitation to go a little bit deeper. Where he's like, hey, I've got this little booklet to walk us through the Bible. You want to go through that together? Another invite. What do the invites look like in, in your life? And, and do just recognize that anytime there's an invite and anytime there's discipleship, humility has to be the basis for it. Humility from, from the leader to, to walk into that person's life and, and welcome them in and, and uh, recognize that the, we're not Jesus ourselves. And so as a discipler, we're going to make mistakes. Y'all, that's okay. It is okay to make mistakes 
And as disciples, it's humility to, to come under an, a spiritual leader and ask for direction. And we're going to see another big part of discipleship is opening up our lives to uh, a spiritual leader, right? Because the disciples just walked with Jesus. He saw everything about them. He, they got to process together and all that stuff. We don't have that. And so it, it's really intention, it, it takes us being really intentional with our discipler to be like, hey, here's what's going on in my life. Here are some of the big events. This is how we're processing it. Um, is this biblical? Does this seem like this fits in the kingdom of, of God? And as you're continuing to just think about where you're at in your life as a disciple of Jesus Christ, maybe consider some of these levels of invitation, for lack of better words. Maybe you're in the place where you're like, I didn't even know discipleship was a thing. I, didn't, I thought that was just like a word that was used in the Bible, but now I'm recognizing that it's something that I have to participate in. Like you said earlier, it's, it's an action word. We gotta actually step into it. Here's another way that it could sound. And just, again, evaluate your life and your walk with spiritual leaders in your life, okay? Have you ever heard, I'm here if you need anything from one of your leaders? There's several reasons why you could hear that. Here's, here's one that might prompt you to take, go a little bit deeper with, with your leaders Maybe they're saying that because they're not close enough to know what you actually need. I'm, he I'm here if, if you need anything. Otherwise, they would be saying, hey, let this is exactly what you need to do in this situation. Right? Maybe you don't seem like you like their opinions or their direction. So how are you interacting with your spiritual leaders in such a way that's going to help them disciple you, and then think about that in terms of discipling other people as, as well. Here's another um, way that this may look, another level of invitation. It's, I see a possible area of growth in your life, and here's how to practically walk that out. And then, as the discipler, I'm just going to leave it there on the table, because as leaders in the kingdom of God, we're not dictators. I, I can't force anyone to do anything. Well, we shouldn't. If you're in a church where someone's forcing you to do something, you're probably in the wrong place. <laughs> it's an invitation. It's, it's an invitation. So maybe you're, you're concerned that you're here. Here's, again, let's continue to dive as practical as we can. Ask yourself this, when's the last time that my mentor, my discipler, my spiritual leader, whatever you want to call them, when's the last time that they said something that led me to grow? Think about it, write it down, consider it. When's the last time my mentor, my disciple, or my spiritual leader said something that led me to grow? Here's another way. Because even people who are super intentional with discipling people, 
don't get it right all the time, and they miss it sometimes. So here's a way that you can help uh, the person that you are, is discipling you uh, to disciple you even more. You can ask the question, hey, hey, pastor, hey, hey, leader, hey, person, is there anything in my life that I can be growing in? Like, this is real. You want to grow in the Lord? Ask the questions. Healthy discipleship takes these steps on a normal basis. I'm constantly asking. I, I'm even asking this to, to the leaders on my team. Like, hey, how, how can I be loving you better? How can I be serving you better? I, I, I've seen this flow over into, like, just normal relationships with people. Like, how, how do you receive thanks? How do I thank you? Like, do you, do you receive it verbally? Do you receive it, like, do you, do you need me to give gifts? Or what, what is it? And so it's this constant of just like, how, how can I grow in loving people better? So the invitation has to take place. Evaluate the invitations that are going on in your life and the invitations that you're giving others into discipleship. We also know that a, a huge part of discipleship is learning by, by watching. In Matthew chapter 4, Verse 23, it says, And he went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. So his fame spread throughout all Syria, and they brought him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them, and great crowds followed him from Galilee in the Decapolis, and from Jerusalem and Judea, and from beyond the Jordan. Here's what I'm convinced of by this scripture. I'm convinced that if the church can step into real discipleship, we're going to see this kind of stuff. I'm, I'm just sold out to it. Wouldn't that be cool? Someone say, yeah, that would be cool. I don't even know if they use that word anymore. Is cool a thing? Is cool still cool? Cool is still cool. There it is. Cool is still cool. We are all good. I remember, you know, watching um, my mentor, Pastor Ben Dixon. I remember watching him just walk this out, right? That's what Jesus was doing. He invited the disciples into his life, and now he's just walking it out. This is what it looks like to be in the kingdom of God. We see someone sick, we speak healing over them. We see someone oppressed with a demon, we know that he who is in me is greater than he who is in the world, so he's got to go. They're watching this, this lifestyle, and, and it's so helpful to be able to watch someone who, who walks with Jesus. Just think about the, those people who are further along in their walk with Jesus than you, and just look at the aspects of their life that you are, you are wanting to grow in. And just, just start watching the specific things that they say, the specific things that they do, the specific ways that they interact with other people. I remember um, one of the things that Pastor Ben did was he, he would always talk about like loving people. We need to love people well. And uh, you, when you get us together, you see that like so much of... The way that I am is because of, of him. Um, 
And I, I just, I, I watched him, and not only would he say that as, as this example, but then he would, out of his own money, out of his own budget, he would set money aside, and he would go purchase backpacks and fill them with goods, and just any time he would see someone in need, he would just pull over to the side, and uh, the side of the road, and he'd have backpacks with him, and he would just, hey, Jesus loves you, I love you, anything more I can do, can I pray with you? And just getting to watch this, it, it gave me a better understanding. It, it's like Paul says, follow me as I follow Jesus. So we've got to live as an example for people to see. So learning by watching, and then there's learning by listening. Remember in, in Matthew chapter 5, where um, it says that seeing the crowds, Jesus went up to the mountain, and when he sat there, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, blessed is this, blessed is that, blessed, 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 right? So now not only has he invited them in, hey, come on, come on, follow me. Come, come live in this lifestyle in the kingdom of God. Come on, live, live in this way. Not only did he do that, but he also showed them, this is how you do it. I almost went into a song there. This is how we do it. Yeah, yeah, now we're all going. Now we're all going there. And then, uh, and then he's giving some, some verbiage to actually understand what they're seeing. Because it's one thing to, to see how it's done. It's another thing to understand why people are doing that. Why, why can you just walk into a room and know that someone is not feeling well? Well, because I'm a part of the kingdom of God, and God is here, and God loves this person so much, and God wants this person to know how much he loves them, and I get to be his vessel, and, and, right? And so just talking it through. Now it's not just showing up in the shop and, and laying hands on somebody, but now talking, talking them through. And so this is really difficult for me. Uh, I, I don't know how I come off on Sunday mornings or not, um, but when it comes to talking things through, I actually have quite a bit of difficulty, and so this is, this is a struggle for me. It has to be super intentional, intentional of thinking through, why am I doing that? And now I have to tell that to another person. And so maybe just begin to evaluate your own life. Why do you, why do you steward money the way that you do? Is it done in a biblical way? Where do you see that in the Bible? And then ask God, who can I help walk this out in their life? Who can I teach this to? Be considering that. So learn by watching, learn by listening, and then the next part is give it a try. You've got to get out there and do it. You just, just got to do it. I remember learning um, like evangelism this way, where we talked through, um, like in, in a small group setting or, or whatever, we talked through like uh, what it is to know Jesus, what it is to be in relationship with Jesus, what it is to be saved, how it is that we know that we can be saved, all the stuff. And then we practice there in this little group, like, hi, Steve, do you know Jesus? And, and getting to walk them through the whole thing and then actually going to the mall and doing that with real people. Crazy. You gotta get out and try it, though. 
And how much of church stuff just stays here? The reason why we do this here the way that we do it is so that this is a safe place to begin to learn how to do this stuff, a safe place to begin to learn how to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, a safe, a safe place to learn evangelism. And so actually in this next season, as we launch into next month, we're going to be having our Rise Nights. Pastor Nick and I have been working on an evangelism uh, teaching outline, and basically the, the setup is going to be like 10 minutes of teaching, and then the rest of the time we're going to get into small groups, and we're going to be working on telling other people about Jesus, telling our testimony with Jesus, and then working on going out and sharing it with other people, right? It, the whole idea is to, so that you can get out and give it, give it a shot, but also know that you don't have to get it all right right then. We're going to have so many things that come up in in our walks with other people and discipling other people that, that we just don't know how to process and we don't know what to do. And so through discipleship, we get to walk that out even further. Like, hey, Ben, I, uh, I was walking with so-and-so and they, they're being this complete idiot and I don't know what to do. And then I get to be like, well, you're being an idiot by this. So, you know, not really. I get to be like, hey, this is how you handle that. Here, it, it, and, and so it's this process of continuing, of watching and listening more and continuing coming back. And then finally, the final set is, uh, the final aspect here is sending and replicating. The whole goal is you go into a place, you make a disciple, you help them to make more disciples supposed to continue on in bringing transformation to everywhere we go. And so, Lord, would you uh, come up, help me begin to uh, close. Why is discipleship so important? Because this is the way that God has instructed us to grow. It's, it's astounding sometimes because I've got... Uh, you have people in your lives where they're like, I've tried everything. Have you tried this? Even people who have been in the church for like, for like ever. Have you, have you tried this? Have you tried it the biblical way? Yeah, it, it's, it's mind-boggling. But I, I believe that that God is bringing this transformation. We get to be a part of it, but we've got to do it God's way, all the way. And that includes discipleship. And so just ending in a note of practicality, at Rise Church, discipleship is at the core of everything that we do. Deci helping people take steps in relationship with Jesus. My heart is that every time someone leaves this house, that people would be taking some step with Jesus. Whether a big step or a small step, we take those steps. And so what this means is that as a disciple of Jesus, we've accepted the invitation to follow Jesus and 
Be led by godly leaders. Do you have godly leaders speaking into your life personally? So this is an aspect of it here Sunday morning. But it's got to go deeper. There has to be personal relationship with it. This is what Jesus intended. Hey, thanks again for tuning in with us today. I really do hope and pray that this message has been transformative in your life to help you to take steps in relationship with Jesus. If this has been a blessing to you, there are several things you could do in order to give honor where honor is due. Uh, We would love if you would give us a like, go ahead and give us a subscribe, go ahead and share us, tag us, uh, quote us, do all of those things in your social social media feeds. We would be so blessed by that. If you have any more questions or need any more information about who we are, what we believe, or if you'd like to give towards the forwarding of ministry here through Rise Church, you can do so at www.risechurchid.org. God bless. Have a great week.